Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Limitless Being podcast. I am Danielle, your host, here to be a guide for you on this journey of life. This is a space cultivated with the intentions of connection, vulnerability, spirituality, limitless knowledge, explorative conversations, loving guidance, and so, so much more. I'm here to spread love while activating freedom within the collective consciousness. I'm a digital nomad and entrepreneur and a magnetic spiritual being here to help you activate your power to cultivate the life of your dreams. This container I have created is an incredibly safe space for us to have these conversations which lead us toward liberation, acceptance, and radical love of self. If you have found this podcast, it's by no accident. You've been guided here because there's a part of you who's ready to stop making excuses and live the life you've imagined. So join me here every Thursday. All right. So we met um, (laughs) on the golf course. It was my first day, first training day. They were the first tee time. And for people who are not familiar with the golf world, um, they were the first group that I interacted with on the golf course. He was the first person from that first group on my first day that I had met. One, one, one. One. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. New beginnings, new cycles. Dude, it was um, electric. It was mm. like shocking. It stopped everything in the fucking world. Like I, I almost felt like there was just like this gust of wind that like came and like made me want to fall over. Um, <gasps> Wait, the energy I'm, was that powerful? It was so mama, so powerful. Like, and I, like, I had just gotten out of a relationship six months prior to that. And, you know, that relationship, he's a great man. We just were not um, aligned, you know, in our life's paths. Um, And, you know, with that, like, came some trauma that I was really working through and um I you know was also (laughs) just really wanting to be single for the solitude that came with that and like the healing that comes with like truly embracing solitude but to be honest with you like I also wanted to be single to like date other people yeah um explore maybe there's nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with that and I think that you know that's like a, a patriarchal thing that you know we have been dealing with for so long is that like you know if a woman dates multiple men then she's a fucking whore and a slut Mm -hmm. um but men can date a plethora of other women um you know that's that's and they get they get uh put on a pedestal and cheered on good for them yes fuck fuck that fuck that shit (laughs) fuck that shit but dating it's like it's such a powerful thing because it really allows you to get to know yourself you know through the experience and through the eyes of other people. And it also, for me personally, like every single, you know, relationship or dynamic that I have encountered, I have really tried to like analyze how I show up in that relationship and, you know, kind of compare it to the last one and see my growth within it, see the, my non-negotiables, you know, and like relationships, there's so many opportunities for you to show up for yourself. And, you know, by setting boundaries and not accepting certain treatments from people. And that has been something that I have struggled with, you know, pretty much my whole life. Like, I have not dated too many people. Um, 
but I feel like every single time I do date somebody, like it is a great and beautiful learning process mm-hmm. afterwards. You know, I don't, and this relationship is so much different from everything else for like so many reasons, but I have never in my entire life, like been a part of something where I am actively learning things every single day and like learning things about myself, learning how to show up as a partner. Um, through and the, through the the teacher of love and not through the teacher of pain. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes. Through the medium yes. of love and not yes. through the medium of pain, you are in this new relationship where it's not like karmic lesson after karmic lesson. It's like, right. hey, love, I see that you're triggered right now. Here's like, here's what I can offer in this moment. Yes. How can we learn together? Exactly. And it's like approaching, you know, these wounds that I have so deeply, um, approaching them with love and not pain. Like I have in the past, like I have, you know, needed to approach these triggers and these wounds through the lens of pain because I haven't had a masculine energy to bring me this love to like work through these wounds and these triggers together. And like, that is exactly what Vince does. Um, Mm. The safest that I've ever felt in my whole life is like being loved by him and loving him are like, those are like the greatest honors. Like, being able to like wake up every day and like show up for him and like show up for myself is it's so beautiful um it can be really 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 hard um one thing that i have really learned in this relationship with him is the work that i need to do and like have done to receive this genuine love where he's not wanting anything from me other than my genuine self every single day um you know, he's like, I've had a lot of issues in the past with like sex in a relationship and like how that relates to like the entire relationship. Like sex is like the only thing that matters. So like if I don't want to have sex for whatever reason, or I don't need to have a reason, just I don't want to have sex. Then like in the past, I have been shamed for that and like inevitably guilted into sharing such a sacred part of me with a person um, that doesn't feel safe, Mm. that like doesn't allow me to feel safe and revealing and like sharing such an intimate part, like your sexual energy and your sensuality with somebody out of force and out of guilt is the ickiest feeling possible. And like self-betrayal, but it is self-betrayal. It's hardwired. And this is such a beautiful moment to highlight and to really delve into for, for a moment. It's hardwired in us to give the man pleasure in order to receive. It's hardwired on, on, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of conditioning. And there have been so many moments in my life where I have succumbed to that pressure because, you know, you feel in that moment, you kind of get broken down with that guilt and with that shame. And in that moment, you, you, you're at such a like low point within yourself because you're like, is this the only way I'm going to receive love? And then you're like, okay, I guess I'll do it. Right. And then inevitably 
not only is it like a betrayal of the relationship and maybe betrayal sounds dramatic, but you are betraying yourself because within you, you didn't want to do it in the first place. And I want women to know, anybody to know, like, you know, if you're in a situation like that, do not feel a morsel of guilt if you get all of your shit, pack up and leave and never look back because true love will never do that. True love is understanding. Somebody who genuinely cares about you and cares about your health, your physical, your soul health, your mental health is not going to push you through something like that. And like this relationship that I've been, I've, I've needed, I have never needed more, um, like affirmation from somebody before because that hardwired guilt is like so deeply ingrained. And like, I have been trigger warning essay. Like I have, mm-hmm. I have been assaulted. I have been in, you know, so many things where like that has warped my like perspective and the way that I go about like my sexuality and my sensuality. So I am, you know, currently learning or unlearning, you know, a lot of things, but I'm not just unlearning it. And for like, to have like a void in there, like Vince is, actively like filling that deep deep wound with love and understanding and like helping me to understand my own emotions and Mm. you know just constantly confirming that like he loves me for me and I've also never really had that either is that like like I know that I have been loved by people but nobody has loved me as deeply as he has because I have never allowed anybody to love me as deep Mm. as he has because I feel so safe to show up exactly who I am, my emotional self, my scatterbrain self, my sassy as fuck self, like, you know, everything, all of the beautiful things that I love so deeply about myself, I have been and shared all of those with people that don't deserve them. And like, mm. I want people to understand that like, I'm, don't say those things to like shame younger Claire and like past Claire. Like I say these things to like move forward and like experience good love with and like I have also mm-hmm. allowed like that has in, ex- in the receiving that kind of love from my romantic you know very very intimate partner that has allowed me to receive love and show up differently in my other important relationships like relationship mm-hmm. with my mom and my sister and like friends and so many things I am seeing myself evolve as an individual because of this wonderful love that I receive from him every single day mm-hmm. um and I wanted, like, just real quick, I wanted to talk about, like, yeah. when we were dating again um, or when we had just met. So we met, <clears throat> fell in love on the golf course, like, immediately fell in love. Um, Twin flame or soulmate? Because soulmate. when you said, okay, okay, soulmate. Wait, wait, you, you when, said, what did you say in the beginning? Twin flame or soulmate? Because when you said it was, like, a force of energy, that's what happened when I met my twin flame who will like literally never be in my life again, but you can listen to the other episodes around that. Um, Twin flame or soulmate? Soulmate. Okay. Soulmate. Like I have powerful soulmate connection. Powerful. Like I just see the infinity sign. Just every lifetime you found each other. And it's the deeper that we get into this relationship, the more that I see that we have spent lifetimes together like so like every single lifetime you know we have found our souls have found a way to find each other and like how lucky and fortunate I am to like have found him at 27 years old to like experience this life next to him 
Um, and I, so when we started, you know, talking, he lives, he also lives in Atlanta and I live in Phoenix. Oh, classic me in a long distance relationship. Here we go again. (laughs) But we're also so independent that I'm also kind of like, I'm, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There, there are a lot of good things, you know, there are, you know, a decent amount of good things to long distance, but like, um, so, you know, we were talking a little bit here and there and I was, you know, honest with him, you know, pretty much like up front, long story short, our first date. So the the reason he was in Phoenix for this golf, um, for like where we met golfing is because he was here for a bachelor party. Mm. And our first classic date. Classic Scottsdale. Classic <laughs> Scottsdale, literally. <laughs> um, our first date ended up being this wedding. He just invited me um, in Texas. And he ended up telling me after that he didn't have a date to this wedding. And he like invited me anyways. Um, and he was just going to figure out how to make it work. And wow, which is like so fun in itself. So we met in Texas where this wedding was, and we stayed in this Airbnb with, you know, a lot of his friends, which I just want to like say something about that. Like another way that I like fell so deeply in love with him, like in that weekend was seeing his friends and meeting his friend group and like living with them and seeing how much they respect him and love him like means so much to me, like seeing the person that you love be loved by other people so deeply and for so long that they have Mm -hmm. is such a good feeling. Like I want that for him. I want that for everybody that I love and to be able to see that right off the bat Mm -hmm. was so cool and see how people show up for him too. Like they care so deeply about him. I'm a new energy coming in. And even though him and I know that this is a forever thing, you know, other people might not know that initially right off the bat and like seeing them go to bat for him, and telling me like, don't fuck this up. Like he's like an amazing man. You're gonna be stupid if you fuck this up. Was like, hell yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Never like, have I ever received that. Never, <laughs> dude. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is Usually great. the connections like, of the exes are like they just go out and they black out together and they talk about like, the stock market. You know, there's yes. no like, there's no like, <laughs> like loving like, oh my god, this person or that person. The person is like very removed from their friends, you know? So right. to see that, that's a direct reflection of who he is as a person. Exactly. It's so validating. And it was cool because like during like that weekend, like I was still in the mind of like, I'm not looking to be, I'm not looking to settle down. I'm looking to continue to date. Like, this is great. Like, but it was also being met with like, this, this is your soulmate. This is your soulmate. Like, don't let him go. Um, so I was really honest with him and I told him, you know, Hey, I just got out of a relationship, like a pretty tough one, six months ago. I'm not looking, you know, to get into anything for myself, but internally I was also feeling like I already love this man and respect him a great deal. And like, I don't feel confident to go into this relationship with him because I feel that like, I'm not good enough for him yet. I feel like I want to heal a little bit more and like come to him just not off, like not, you know, freshly off of a breakup that was pretty traumatic for me. Um, and he gave me the space to do what I wanted to do. That's the real masculine. The real masculine, Danny. I have mm-hmm. never 
met anybody like that. And, you know, I know that you and I have talked about this and I know that you also can relate to this is that like our independence and our power and like how much we value ourselves is really what attracts people to us. Like whether it's for romantic dynamic or friendship, like we attract people like that. And so much in the past, like it has, people have come to me from that attraction, but once they're in it with me, that attraction or like the stuff that they were so deeply attracted to ends up becoming threatening to them if they're not yeah. secure with themselves. Because they're attracted to it because they're lacking it because they don't have the level of sovereignty that we have within ourselves. I'm not saying we're better or, you know, mm-hmm. but we, you and I embody a certain level of sovereignty and just like you yeah. said, empowerment. And usually like moths to a flame, we attract people that see that they want it because they don't have it. And then they try to rip it from us because they can't create it within themselves. And so to meet somebody that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then to meet somebody that's like equally as sovereign, understanding, respects your boundaries and your space. It was incredible. And because of that, because he didn't, he didn't tell me that and he didn't actually believe it within himself. And he wasn't, you know, he didn't tell me that, you know, thinking like, okay, I'm going to figure it out and I'm just going to like roll with it. Like he told me that because like, I, I think I feel like it was either this time or the next time that he told me that he had the intention of like dating me and that he wanted me to come to that conclusion on my own. And mm. which I love so much. He'd like during those, let's see. So that was in November. We became official in January. Um, so between November and January, he wasn't fucking like reaching down my throat or like whatever that term is. Like he was allowing me to just exist and be who I am and like date other people. And obviously I wasn't going to be like, okay, I'm going on a date with this guy. Like, yeah. you know, I <laughs> remained private in that way to, as to not do that because I knew what. Honor yourself as well. Yes. And for myself, like, and because he acted that way and like, chose to exemplify like strength and the ability to self-regulate um that really was just so incredible for me to experience so in January we went to Miami together and we were sitting up on this rooftop like had just had a really great night with friends and I knew that I wanted to be in a monogamous relationship with him I knew that I wanted to commit to him and I had known that for a while and it's just so funny in between November and January when I was like kind of going out on dates with a couple other people, like, you know, things wouldn't have like things would cancel or like, you know, just random things <laughs> pop up. And I literally was like, okay, bitch, I hear you. Like, I fucking hear you. Like, I but I want to do this. Like, you know, and she was, she, you know, just was not accepting it. So January came around and I brought this conversation to him, which I have never done before either because I've never had anybody not fucking try to pressure me to like be in a relationship with them you I I want to say I no please keep going and then there's so much I have to say (laughs) okay so that conversation was so great and I like was able to come to him and come to this conclusion and like you know on my own time literally on my own time not pressured by anybody and that's like I I don't apologize for you know and that's also what I told him I said I'm not you know I don't feel bad for like not making him wait, but just like allowing this experience to unfold the way that it will. I don't feel bad for it because I know that if I were to pressure myself out of fear of losing him, then that would not be natural for me. And like, 
it'd be force, which we talked about earlier, like is not a good energy. So coming to him in my own time, the way that I wanted to has played out so beautifully for me. I have never been so happy before my whole life. And it's not just the honeymoon phase that like also kind of irritates the shit out of me when people talk to me about that. Like same, same. It's like, no, 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 no. Like I'm going to keep the honeymoon phase alive for the rest of my life with my partner, Yes, with my husband. Like, yes, no, it, it doesn't need to die. That I, I absolutely, I do, I do not condone that. I do not subscribe to that. Yes. And like, I'm living proof. Like we, the way that we talk to each other and interact with each other on a daily basis has not really fluctuated from the moment that we met. Like we still are silly. And that's, that's the thing, like in a relationship, I still date him. Like, and he still dates me. Like we still flirt together you know, we are very silly together. We laugh so much. And, you know, it just, it gets deeper and deeper. The flirting gets deeper. The dating gets deeper because we are knowing each other on a deeper level. And like, it just, Mm -hmm. that honeymoon phase, I'm excited to keep it going because like the honeymoon phase and that like, because that's your honey. Yes. It's my honey. And like, I want to work to make him feel like my honey every day. And I, I love that that fires in me. I get to love him every day. And that is Mm -hmm. an honor that I do not take lightly. And I feel that I run through my relationship like that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. It just works out, dude. It's great. It reminds me of this. I listen to a lot of affirmation music and um, I believe Tori Jones is her name. She has this one song and, and it says, I only surround myself with others that feel like honey to me. And I feel like honey, like you feel like honey, like you feel like honey to me. And like our girls feel like honey to us because we've done the work. We've opened ourselves up. We've been able to like crack open our hearts. So that nectar, that honey, that love just like, just permeates outwardly. And so I feel like, I feel like he's done a lot of work, but what I really want to talk about briefly before we move on is you have planted so many seeds for me and I'm having like revelations as you're talking about this because I, I have met a soulmate recently, but I, I ended things because that soulmate was the masculine is supposed to lead in the physical, but that soulmate was pushing, 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 push for a relationship, for a relationship, for a relationship. And inevitably I met him in the States and I knew I was going on this venture, going around the world, seeing where home is. And so the universe pulled us apart, you know, like for many different reasons. And I'm so glad that you said he was like, okay, I'm going to give you the space. I'm not going to pester you. I'm not going to overtext you. I'm not going to, I might not be forcing you with my words, but there's a level of energetic force where it's like, this person won't leave you alone. They won't give you space. They want to be constantly in your energy because they're trying to manifest their desires of what they want from you without honoring yours and where you're at. And, and so literally like through you, they want to like use you. Yeah. Like right. To, and, and you realize that that, that is not a healed masculine. And let's talk about like the different energies really quick. The feminine, it doesn't matter about, you know, it doesn't matter about gender, their energies within us, but obviously Vince is a male, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you have leaned so much into your feminine as a woman. And so he embodies that mostly in the dynamic that you have. But 
the masculine is about leading physically. It's about providing. It's about providing security. They're a little more logical. They're a little more like action oriented. And the feminine is about, you know, sitting back, relaxing, opening, receiving, flowing, the magicians, the magic, the portals of, you know, the portals that lie between our legs, right? Like we are the portal, the divine feminine energy. And so what I'm trying to say is you've made me realize like the true masculine, they're actually force, force. They don't force either. The true masculine doesn't force. That's wounded masculine. That's unhealed masculine. It feels like these men in the past were trying to grasp onto me and like take me to be their own because they needed that source of validation. And Vince, when you expressed your boundaries and your wants, he was like, I will respect that and I'll give you the time that you need. And if it is meant to be, it will be. And that is what I have not experienced yet. So thank you for sharing that with me. Now I know kind of the energy of how it's, how, what I'm supposed to be feeling when I do meet that person. And I'm sure that really, really helped a lot of listeners as well. I'm glad. I, yeah. I am right there with you. Like I've gone 27 years, never experiencing that ever and like you know as I lean more in my more into my divine femininity and allow myself to like be laid back and relax and like not be the planner not be the initiator not be the person that like does everything all the time which is like definitely leaning more into my masculine like it has been very nice to like sit in my feminine because he loves to do that he loves to provide like love nourishment for me he loves to provide you know like friendship for me he loves to provide a safe space for me to create to exist to love like that man does so much for me like I he like preemptively like assesses my needs Mm. and like he's done that from the beginning and that was kind of crazy for me for me and like you know a point of long distance which like I've never experienced before even though I've had long distance relationships before is that like there's like I notice like the gap between what he does like how he shows up here when he's like physically with me um versus when he's not is like so apparent like I'm like holy fucking shit like he does everything like I hate when he leaves because I'm like without him and it's <laughs> all like yearns for him and I feel like a half yeah. of me is missing when I'm not with him but I'm also like Fuck, now I have to like do everything again. Like, this is so much work. I hate this. Like, (laughs) he loves to do it. He loves to do it it because he loves to just like, like, that's how he shows me that, you know, one of the ways that he shows me how he loves me and like loves our relationship and wants to show up for our relationship every day. And he does enjoy like being that force. He does it so well. Mm. And it's been cool to like see him also dive into his, you know, like explore his femininity a little bit more as well. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's that. just been really cool to see evolve. That's the dance. Yeah. Right. Like we have both within us. And ultimately I believe that once you find inner union with your masculine and your feminine, which you are working, it's so funny how you see everything starts to fall into place when you meet your person. Like you were starting to lean into your femininity and slowing down. We had that conversation over cacao right before I left. I know. <laughs> and we were like talking about it, like, yeah, we're slowing down, whatever. And ultimately, like you found that union within yourself, whether you were aware of it or not. 
And then that brought somebody in that has that inner balance as well. And I want to ask you this because sometimes it's nature. Like sometimes the, the healed men are born into really loving families and really like supportive containers where they have that, you know, relationship of their parents that's healthy and they look up to. And sometimes the men really, 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 like all of us need to do the work to get to the point um, of where Vince is. So is it like nature versus nurture? Which one is it for him? Does he do his own healing work or is he just like, oh, amazing. Yeah, so he does. And that's, you know, it's... um... He tells me that like the introduction of me and like how I go about spirituality and learning to love myself is like also allowing him to kind of like learn more about this process and how to do it. Um, he's incredibly connected with nature and spends a lot of time outside. And I definitely feel that like that has really, really helped him like step into like who he is. Mm. Um, you know, as far as like his family goes, like he has incredible parents. They are not together. Um, both have, you know, remarried and found another person and he's got great relationships with both of them. Like, obviously like everybody, especially like parents, you know, relationships, like it has, you have like trials and tribulations and it's just, that's very natural. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but it has been really cool. Like seeing him receive love and give love to his mom and like Mm. seeing how he shows up and like receives and gives love to his dad and both are very different and like he honors both of them and like how he needs to show up for them and same thing with like he's got five brothers um and like one of my favorite things and he's the middle child or one of them like one of my favorite things about him is like I kind of call him like the glue you know in his family and his dad also does a great job at that too and I feel like I see his dad in him that way like you know his dad is really good about keeping contact with all of his sons and Vince is really good about keeping contact with all of his brothers and you know showing up for them and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I feel that like through those relationships he has done that work and seen you know the great things about himself and the things that he loves about himself and how he shows up for the people that he loves um but I also I also really do think that like he wants I I know that like he wants to be more connected to himself um, and like learn to love himself through many different avenues. And I see that every day because we mm. communicate, you know, we talk about things. He's open and vulnerable with me and how he's feeling. If we have a disagreement about something, you know, we talk about it, we talk through it. And that allows him to like, that allows wounds of his own to come up and realize, you know, the trauma and the things that he's dealt with in his past relationships and how they're affecting him now in this present day. And he's aware that's like, I think that's like the difference between the healed and like the working towards healing and the unhealed is like being aware that like awareness. you don't have it all together. You don't know everything awareness that like, yeah, this does really fucking hurt. Why does it hurt? I want to learn more about this wound and he's active in that. And I definitely see that every single day mm. through him. And believe that like who he is as a person is yes you know a good amount of it is like the nurture part from his family but he also nurtures himself which Mm. is so beautiful yeah when you when you meet somebody that also knows how to love themselves and like you said earlier self-regulate that's a game changer because most of us are 
running number one we're not prioritizing the health of our own our, our own nervous systems and number two we're definitely not prioritizing protecting our person's nervous systems right like the, the triggers and and holding that safe space but when we know how to love ourselves that just permeates into how we hold the space for the the one that we love outside of ourselves so I'm so happy for you. I have a, I have a pointed question. Um, what is the biggest wound you've worked through in this relationship? Feeling like I'm not good enough. How I'm do we inevitably thinking. overcome that? What was that? How do we inevitably overcome that? Because I feel like that's what bubbles to the surface for me with the mirror in my life yes. as well. Honestly, I just, I feel like it's, that wound is like still very much open. Um, and I, I can't expect myself to like, like work on that wound, heal it and stitch it right back up. And like, everything's going to be fine in a course of like a couple weeks or like a couple months or whatever. Like I am aware that this is a wound that I've had my whole life and potentially my past lives as well with how deeply ingrained it is in me. Um, you know, and I have worked very hard to find my own value, my own value within myself. Um, you know, I've worked very, very hard because there have been a lot of times in my life where like, I don't feel valuable, um, unless I'm doing something, unless I'm, but literally unless I'm doing something. Um, and that has been really hard for me. And something that he has been really, really helpful in is like reminding me of my worth and like how much just me showing up as my person in our relationship is the perfect amount. It's not that it's like too much. It's not that it's just, it's not that it's too little. It's the perfect amount. Mm -hmm. Um, Being present and showing up as myself and honoring myself is the perfect amount. And I still, you know, really, really struggle with that. Like I find that I don't feel like I'm doing enough in my business. I don't feel like I'm doing enough for my friends or for my sisters or, you know, for my relationship or doing enough for my health. Like, all of these things that I have just like built my life around, like making myself busy, giving myself all of these tasks, like refusing to slow down because if I'm like slowing down and not doing things and like, I don't deserve to have the reward of the hard work. And to me, hard work has always been like doing things, like doing so many different things at once, but like the hard work can also be like sitting with my emotions and, you know, sitting with the discomfort of not being incredibly active and have 20 things going on at once. Um, but it has been really good, like repeating back to myself that like, I am enough all the time. Mm. Um, and it's, it still is even like hard for me to kind of believe right now. And like, I also trust that like that ebbs and flows as well when I'm stressed and dealing with grief and dealing with a lot of things, like I don't feel like I'm enough right now, but like when I'm doing my shit, when I'm on my hot girl shit, when like the business is flowing, health is popping, I'm like, okay, like I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing enough. And like that in itself can be really dangerous for my mental health is like placing, you know, quantifying my value based off of like how many things I'm doing or like how many mm-hmm. things I'm doing. Like, I've definitely noticed that, but I mean, I feel like, you know, part of that is probably feeling like I don't deserve this love I've never had it before so I feel like I need to do a lot to deserve it to feel Mm. worthy of it wow that is such I believe a relate such a relatable 
thing for us as humans. And I believe it's something that has reared its head only in modern society, right? Like we have continuously evolved so much out of like, out of like what we were here to do originally was just like hunter gather, you know, reproduce. And the women just took care of everybody and we just chilled, you know, but we have like evolved so much in modern society that it's really just disconnected us from the truth of the matter. And that's that we always deserve love, but that's something that rears its ugly head every time that we, we get into something that is beautiful. There's that level of self-sabotage that wants to bubble to the surface. That's like, because though, because you and I, we haven't, at least, I don't know all of your relationships, but I have not received that love without an under a denominator of abuse, you know? And so why would I think this is the hard part? If you want to be able to welcome this type of love into your life again, after you have been betrayed, manipulated, gaslit, abused, whatever it is for you, that is going, that belief is so encoded into your subconscious. It's hardwired into your nervous system that you're going to inevitably have a voice in your head that's going to say, why wouldn't he do it too? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. And so we're like, how can we believe that this is real? Right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe you and I can spitball for people who have been through traumatic breakups, traumatic relationships, who like they've been doing the work, they've been healing, they've been loving themselves, they've been working on themselves. They meet this person and that voice comes up, that that shadow aspect that wants to just like throw it into the fire and say, listen, you're not going to hurt me. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do to protect myself. How do we work through that? Wow. <clears throat> I feel that like the reason that I was ready to have somebody like Vince in my life is because I have said no to spending my precious time and my energy with people that don't deserve it. And mm. the pat like no is so powerful. It's so, so, so powerful. Like when you say it's, and that's like the struggle too, is like saying no to companionship. Because, like, we're all seeking companionship, and sometimes companionship can be paired with, like, gaslighting and abuse and, like, all of these things. But, like, the urge to want to just, like, surround yourself with people as to not be alone, I feel like is something that, like, a lot of people struggle with. And it's something that, like, I dealt with for a while. So, like, the urge to want to just have a companion and have somebody with you kind of, like, silences our boundaries and, like, our standards that we're supposed to have. So, like, when you get comfortable saying no to protect your energy, like it's, you know, like right before I, you know, was in a relationship with Vince, like during this dating time, this dating chunk in my life was like so beautiful for me to experience because I have never come to like the dating pool with like, I would rather die alone than lower my standards a tiny fucking bit. Like that's where I'm at right now. I'm in the phase of dating and I'm like, I will never lower my standards again. And you you don't have to. And that's the thing. I think that's like, we want that instant gratification. And like, it is 
really, really tough when you're like going out on dates with people and you think that this person, you know, they've like pulled out all their best cards. You think that this person is going to be it. You know, you think this person is going to X, Y, and Z, whatever. And they end up showing their true colors. And it's like really disheartening and like fucking irritating that like you've now spent this time and this energy into somebody that like now you have to get rid of them on your life. But like, it's not a have to, you get to get rid of them out of your life. Like you get to pick yourself every single time that you're dating or you are in a situation where you're going out on a first date with somebody or even texting somebody that you know when your heart is not meant for you, you get to honor yourself and say no to that person. And you get to say yes to maintaining your power, maintaining your energy that is so sacred that you've worked so fucking hard on. Like that person does not get that. Like I want to keep this power and this love and this amazingness that I have within myself until I find somebody that I know is worthy of it, that has shown me that they're worthy of it. Constantly, repeatedly. It's not like, and I can't tell you how many times I've been in situations where, like, I think that this person is worthy of it because they've, like, maybe done something good once or twice. Like, no, we need consistency. Like, I'm tired of the fucking bare minimum, just like to kind of like lure you in, like, hook you with, like, you know, making plans or showing you that, like, they're in their healed masculine, all these things that there's kind of hook you and then reel you in. No, I want fucking consistency. And, like, that's what I have from him. So like, really, it just is determining like, what is, what are your non-negotiables? And like, if one person hits one of those non-negotiables, they're out. And it's not because they're a bad person. It's not like, I mean, it's just, they're not meant for you in this time. And like, that is okay. And that's like how, you know, friendships, any type of dynamic you're in, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that that person's a bad person. It just means that you guys are not meant to like be in each other's lives right now. And that is okay. The universe is mm. literally giving you signs that like, this is not meant for you. You have to listen. Mm-hmm. And like, we like right in the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about living a life of an alignment and how the universe will just provide it for you. And like, when you continuously live a life of an alignment and when you constantly like show up victorious, when, you know, the universe sends you somebody that is not meant for you, it's like a test almost like, do you Absolutely. really believe that you don't deserve this person? Like, and the more and more you say no, the more comfortable you get with saying no. And the better that you feel when you say no, because you honor yourself, like that shit is addicting. And like, because you're now living in that alignment, the universe will fucking plop somebody into your life on the third hole on your first day at this new job. Like, just like that. Like, it just uh. happens like this. Amen, sister. Aho, you're like sending all of these light codes into all of the listeners. This has just been such an energetically fueled conversation. You light me up. You've helped me in this conversation as well. And what I want to ask you is because you've always been an advocate for women. You've all, you've you know been an empowerment coach, and you're an empowering person just to have a conversation with. You just naturally have that gift, right? You charge people up and you show them their fucking worth, and it's because you know your worth. Mm-hmm. So, how has this? Because you're also an advocate for feminine sexuality and for just like hello double Scorpio, like just being yeah. <laughs> a sexual being and a radiant sexual queen and a goddess and not having shame for that aspect of yourself and how healthy it is to show that aspect of yourself. And let's highlight before I get to the question, how difficult it is for men, 
for insecure men, sorry, oh, triggered, God. triggered, <laughs> oh, how difficult it is for insecure men to have a woman that is embod like an embodiment or, or that owns her sexuality and her sexual nature and does not shy away from her pleasure and the embodiment of that. He obviously holds this deep level of security within himself to be with a powerhouse of a woman like you. And that is so hard to find. So hard to find. My question is, how have you seen like this, this healthy dynamic um, influence that aspect of your life, the sexuality, the empowerment? How has it shifted and changed you and probably up-leveled you in that regard? It has. It has up-leveled me because I have been getting to like the true root of my sexuality and my sensuality. Um, and I feel like the process to get there has been really intense because I am really learning like how much of my, how I chose to show up in certain like sexual experiences, how that was just like, like crawling with the patriarchy. Mm. Um, and you know, that has definitely been something that I've really been trying to learn and, and unlearn is that like, uh, I am finding that in my intimate relationship with Vince, like I am very, um, I feel kind of inexperienced a little bit because I have been noticing, you know, how I've chosen to show up and some like sexual experiences has just been purely about their pleasure. Mm -hmm. And like that, that is not right. That is not right because we are not here to serve them and their pleasure. We are here to like love ourselves and serve ourselves with pleasure and like serve ourselves with how we choose to show up. Um, and you know, I've definitely had wounds like open up while we've been intimate. And that has also been another really kind of like scary thing for me. Um, but I feel that like, oh, I had a really, really good point with this. Um, you were talking about like in the beginning of, you know, this kind of thing, like, um, it's like, I think that the suppression and the like demonizing of women's sexuality for years and years and years and years has really given men a kind of like, like starter, like a, like, um, like a place where like they already feel higher than us mm -hmm. that like our sexuality and something that is so important to us and so deeply rooted in like our creativity and our auras and our souls, you know, has been demonized and utilized, you know, by men to suppress us and like mm -hmm. make us feel a certain type of way and all these things. So I, I feel that like I am with somebody who now appreciates the female like sexuality and sensuality um, because he knows how powerful it is and because he knows how deeply ingrained it is in like my person and how I show up every single day. So like if he's going to honor who I am as a person, then he needs to honor that sexuality and that sensuality, which can be very, very difficult. Like I said, you know, like both you and I said for insecure men, like I will just be honest with you guys, like I have an OnlyFans platform and it's that dealing with like the shame of that and dealing, you know, with that and like dating people, I'm not embarrassed by that because I love that I feel confident in my body right now to use my sexuality, you know, for financial freedom. Like that's mm -hmm. fucking great. But I also get to like 
show up for myself in the most like natural raw form that like I choose to show for myself. If people like want to be, you know, want to be part of it, want to pay for it, you know, want to talk to me about it, whatever, then like I love being at a place in my life where like I feel very empowered by it. I feel empowered by something that I feel disempowered in for so long. And I think that's like, I'm kind of lost. I lost the question a little bit, but, um, no, 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 you got it. You hit it right on the head. That, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it inspires me. I mean, I am all for women, men, whoever to create art with their body, to express yeah. themselves in whatever way right. they so please. Right. Yes. Like who the fuck are you to judge me for what I'm doing with my body when right. it's paying my bills and going to make me a millionaire eventually, right. eventually, right. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's, it's such a, a, a stigma that I absolutely hate, like sex workers, strippers, um, porn stars, if they are doing it because it's something that they want to do. You have no right to say anything. Exactly. Right. And the people that are saying it are directly, are the direct consumers of it. Exactly. You know, like, I don't, like, fucking can it. You buy my shit. I know you buy my shit. Like, how fucking dare you think that you can benefit from something that I'm choosing to do for myself for whatever reason? How dare you think that you can, like, turn around and shame me for that? Like, fuck you. No, I'm not. And I've also like worked in a strip club, strip club before too. And like seeing, you know, men in that scenario and the power that women hold in their sexuality, like, you know, dancers and, you know, that kind of world, that's a whole nother conversation. There's exploitation. There's a lot of things that are very dark about that world. Yes. But there are, there are also, there's something that I find kind of like enchanting and very empowering when, women use the direct thing that they have been like that people have been stepping on them for to gain leverage to become better like oh you think that you're going to use me to feel better about yourself by stepping on me no I'm going to flip that bitch and I'm going to use you to like feel better about myself and like mm -hmm. but I also this is something that's like really important to me that I, I do want to mention um during you know like in using OnlyFans and in being in a relationship and you know in learning and unlearning patriarchal issues that like I've dealt with that have really like fed into my sexuality and my discovery of my sensuality and all these things. Like it is really important to like understand that there is a kind of like line. I don't know. I don't know like between leaning too much into like, okay, let's see, I'm like processing and working this, this out right now. Like, there's a fine line between like showing people like, Oh, I'm going to use my sexuality to like prove you wrong. Like I'm not using my sexuality to prove anybody wrong. I'm using my sexuality to learn about myself and to find empowerment through myself. Like something that is so inherent in my body and my soul. Like I want, that is my tool. I want to use it as my tool. And like, it is tough because I know, definitely, I know that I've experienced this, like, when starting the platform, I was like, well, I'm going to show people that, like, like I'm using my sexuality for good and, like, fuck anybody who thinks differently. And it was very much the tone. It, it didn't necessarily have to do with me and, like, my development. It had something to do with, like, how other people perceive me and how other people perceive sexuality. 
which like didn't feel super good and didn't feel really aligned because I was doing it to prove a point to men. Like yeah. I was doing it to prove a point that I can be sexual and like that's not the only thing that defines me. But initially I was doing it to prove to other people um, that like women can have it all. Women can be different things. But like now I'm no longer doing it. Like if somebody wants to like find, you know, that enlightenment through looking on my platform or through looking at the risky pictures that I post on Instagram, then that's fucking great. And I'm, I really, really hope that I get to like plant the seeds for people to unlearn things Mm. like that. And like, but there's a, it's it's all about the power of intention. It's all about why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Right. And so I'm definitely open. I I know when I have taken pictures, there's this, I, women, I urge you to try exploring, just taking pictures of your body and like learning it, just even just to love it and get more familiar with it and learn to love the things that everybody is telling you to hate, like do it for you too. But I think what you're trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like, it's different now because I know us back then we were like, fuck man, fuck the patriarchy, you know, like we're going to, right. It all came from this like level of hate and fear and Mm. anger, which there's a time and a place always. But what I'm hearing is now where you're at is like, there's a level of consciousness. There's a level of awareness. There's a level of balance that you require to, to always bring you back to equilibrium with this. And it's about your intention now of serving yourself and not serving others or not serving to prove a point to others. Yes. Beautiful. And like serving yourself, like you said, so beautifully, I honestly haven't been um, on the platform in like three months, three or four months. And I, because I haven't felt like I've wanted to pour my sexuality and my sensuality and like every ounce of it into my relationship. Um, because in my relationship through like intimacy, I am learning so much about myself and learning like what feels good to me. And that is different. Like that is a a new energy that is being brought into my life. Like, you know, in addition with the OnlyFans platform, like when I started it and how long I've been doing it without a partner that I wanted to like pour everything into like that. So now I'm learning to like explore what OnlyFans means to me now and like Mm -hmm. how the platform, how I can like utilize the platform in this stage of my life now with the relationship that I'm in, you know, and, once again, like revisit that platform to utilize it and turn it into something that like I use as an empowerment tool for myself because it is very, very liberating, you know, to post pictures of my body. I am like a completely raw, unedited, natural Mm. picture taker. Beautiful goddess of a woman. Yes. And I I love like doing that because the men that are on the platform or the people that are looking at that, like I want to show them like what a real body looks like. Like I will have cellulite in my picture. I'll have bumps on my pictures. I'll have rolls on my pictures. I'll have all of this because I also feel that like the porn industry and, you know, like OnlyFans and stuff like that, like it still perpetuates unrealistic body standards for women. Um, you know, and oh, we can talk porn, like has its own thing, that. and yeah, we can talk. I would love to the, talk about it, that. Like even just like the clipping of the genitalia, the bleaching, the like yes. it's not real people. It's not real, and yeah. that's what I just love so much about you. Is just if we could summarize it, it's your fucking realness. It's <laughs> your realness. Like <laughs> you are what this world needs. 
to be real in the pictures, to be real about your emotions, to be real about where, where your mental health is, to be real about being in a creative funk. Like we, this is being a human. Yes. This is being a human. It's seeing like this. And like you and I will not fucking subscribe to like the, you know, society and like how it's, you know, what it's done to us and like what it's done for us and all these things. Like I will be fucking damned before I show up in a process that like I hate that I loathe that has brought me to like dislike certain parts of myself that are so fucking beautiful like our bodies are so beautiful in this time like it's not body positivity it's body neutrality yes coming to a place where like you don't need to like be working out or like be you know skinny or be fucking like clean skinned like perfect or whatever to like have value and I know that like you know it's you but to have value in your body is to learn to love your body in her state now like i'm on my period i'm super bloated i have hormonal acne i am feeling you know not super good and not really cute but like i honor my body right now because she's going through menstruation which is our most natural beautiful process that literally allows us to create life like how can i demonize that like it's it's self-betrayal when we demonize our bodies, you know, for existing, how they're going to exist. And like women, we're, we fluctuate so often. And that's like so beautiful because we are, our bodies are responding to nature. Our bodies are responding to what we give to it. And like, that is so beautiful to have that connection with your body and like how much it works and like works for us and they keep us safe. So like coming to a place where like, you can understand like all the beautiful things that your body does for you, how the systems are intact you know, how your body literally keeps her safe, your skin keeps your organs safe, it keeps your heart safe. Like our brain is so fucking incredible. And our brain is a part of our body. Our brain is just as much a part of our body as like the cellulite on our legs is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's so important to like, our bodies are so sacred and coming to a place of body neutrality is like learning the sacredness of your body as she exists, as he exists, as they exist, you know, in every single scenario. In each moment. And especially to just to just focus on on being a woman for one moment um it's the thing is i I mean i have a whole master class about this around the hormonal fluctuations of our cycle the four different phases you are not going to look the same day to day to day we are not men men have one hormonal cycle every single day they are about the same. Yes, it does spike at one point in the month. There is kind of like actually a male period, but it's of of course not anywhere near what a a feminine female menstruation is. And just know that your body is fluctuating with your hormones every single day. Every single day, you are not going to be the same. That is an impossible narrative to to subscribe to you will kill yourself and the and the love that you have for yourself in the process you will be fueled by hate because you're thinking that you're supposed to be the same when our bodies are meant to change this is the practice of embracing change and surrendering and realizing that you are not in control right love her love her and i've had so much just full transparency i've had so much difficulty with this eating disorders like you know bulimia anorexia like the comparison but it's these conversations claire that people need to hear to realize 
you are beautiful just the way you are. And the more that you unfollow these people that are making you feel shitty because you're comparing, the more that you, you the more that you unsubscribe from all of these things that are putting that into your mind, the more you listen to and follow content like yours, the more you're going to deprogram. Yeah. The, the realness, the more you're going to deprogram that I need to be perfect and the same all the time because it is impossible. It is impossible. So thank you for sharing that. And and I didn't realize that you like didn't do any editing because I just look at you and like every ounce is beautiful. Like every ounce. I didn't realize like you didn't do any editing, but I'm so grateful that you share that and that that is like your intention and your mission with your content. That's it is. so That's beautiful. the most important thing to me ever. Like showing up as who I am, you know, in a world where like everything is fucking edited and it's just... I've been that person that like my feed is filled with all of these edited unrealistic things. And like, I will go and look at myself in the mirror and hate what I see. And like, I makes me want to like cry now the years that I've spent, like hating my body and like the things that I have done to her to try and like be a size zero blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, perfect person that, no shame to blonde hair and blue eyes, but like, I'm like a real artist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's like that's not me. I'm never going to be, you know, skinny. I'm never going to be perfect. Like I'm perfect now. Like as who I am, like I have fucking meat on my bones. I'm athletic. I'm strong. I'm healthy. And like, that's fucking perfect. And like when I used to model in LA, you know, my, my like motto was, I'm healthy physically and mentally, and that's what's beautiful. And like, that is the only way that I want to show up to people that are potentially going to like run across my content or like receive me in some way. Like, I want you to know that like, I feel this way and I've come to love myself this way because I strive for health, physical and mental and spiritual health. Mm. And that's, that's what's important. So I, I hope that you know, people can understand. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I have a couple more questions before we wrap this baby up. Um, number one, are you doing empowerment coaching right now? Like, tell us a little bit more about that because if you're not, you need to be, okay? Because I just, I just got, I just got coached and I just got healed in so many ways. So, tell us a little bit about oh that. Oh my god, that makes you so happy. Oh my god, yeah. I'm like, I feel. 20 times better. So thank you. I love that. That I just fuels you. my soul, dude. It yes. fuels my soul. And it's, it's so, I, I just love that you were so connected. We are so connected because that has, I've been thinking about that a lot more. And I literally just told Vince today when we were getting coffee, like how much I miss empowerment coaching. And I miss using these gifts that the universe has given me. Um, and it's, I'm not doing it actively right now. Um, that is 100% like... Well, I'm just going to tell you like, this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. There are going to be multiple people from this podcast and from the clips that I'm about to post that are going to be reaching out to you to work with you. So, And I I want to do that. And I'm also like, dude, it's just like this crazy thing actually verbalizing it because um, I've been thinking about it. Like the, the creative funk and the funk that I'm feeling within my own business of forestry and plants and stuff like that. Um, I feel like it's a little bit more than just a creative funk. I feel like it's, um, it's, You're moving away I haven't fully worked through it just yet, but I, 
know that when I started it, that was my like truest calling. Um, you know, at that time was to creatively like use flowers and life and plants that the world and nature gives us to help and like show my light through that. But I, I have really, really been missing empowerment coaching and talking to people and talking to women and helping people through this, like this conversation, I feel empowered just through this conversation as well. Um, so it is my calling and I, I would like to, you know, tell you and the people that are listening that there will be something in the future, you know, coming from empowerment coaching because it is my calling and I have always felt that way. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of getting there. You've done it though. I have, I know. I models in LA with women in LA when you were modeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, two more questions, two more questions. Number one, what's something you want to share with the listeners, with the platform, like something that you're the most excited about right now that you really want to tell people about? Could be a project, could be more of your business, just something you want to promote. I really just feel that like my project right now is me. Mm. Honestly, I, it like makes me emotional. Um, my deepest project is me right now. Um, because I need it. Like I'm going through a really, really big change in my life. Um, in this relationship and like understanding like so much change and honoring all the change that is happening in my life right now. And I, I've never experienced the things that I'm experiencing every single day. And I feel like I want to honor that. And I want to learn about this process. And I want to learn this present version of me because I've never experienced her. Um, And that's like, it's a really big thing is is that like, I, I don't really have, you know, a physical project in this lifetime. Like I, you know, I have like some weddings and like really exciting things coming up for, the business like that's that's awesome but i feel that like i need to honor myself and my project is me the project um, and is you that's it is. the message of this it whole is. podcast and the title the project is you yeah. it's not about the external and i feel this need to like have an external thing to like tell you that i'm excited about because Once again, when I was telling you about like joining those thoughts from like past self to future and present self is like that voice in me was like, okay, tell them about Mother's Day. Tell them about like a grounded babe. Tell them about all this. Tell them like, tell them about all these external things. But like truly, if I'm being honest with myself, that is not what needs me at this moment. And that's, Mm. you know, I need me. And I love that. And I'm excited to see like, how I show up in that way, regardless of what I think people are going to think of me. That is the best answer that everybody that knows me, that works with me, you know, that, that really knows the life of a healer. It's to point you back to yourself. It's that, that constant reminder that it's actually not about this. It's about this. Yes. That's, that is the, the life of a healer, of a coach, of a leader that you are. So thank you for that humble and beautiful reminder that the project is always you. It's always about you. It's always about the relationship with you and what you're experiencing and honoring that. Okay, so this is the last question. 
if you could say one thing and it would be blasted to everybody on this planet all at once and they would hear it and it would like plant this seed in them. Take some time, take a few breaths. Oh We've said so much already, <laughs> like there's been so much magic, but I like to ask this question to my guests. If you could say one thing that could change this world, what would it be? That would be to lean into every emotion that you have. Lean into sadness, lean into anger, lean into frustration, lean into happiness, lean into all of it, really. Because like leaning into everything that our soul is experiencing is the biggest thing that we can do for ourselves. Mm. And not rejecting, you know, the the whole notion that like there need to be good vibes all the time. There need to be honest vibes all the time, authentic vibes all the time. Mm. Because good vibes all the time is not honoring ourselves and it's betraying ourselves. And that's I, I don't want that for anybody. Mm. I want people to feel comfortable with their emotions that make them feel very uncomfortable. Because when you're comfortable with your emotions and you're comfortable with yourself, like it all falls into place. Mm -hmm. Learn to embrace. Learn to embrace. Lean into it. So beautiful. Thank you, Claire. You know, I could talk to you for like 17 hours straight, but <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your inspiration, your time, your energy. I mean, we know that time and energy is our most important currency and you've really chosen to share that with me and with the listeners today. So thank you. Thank you so um, for giving me this platform, Danny. I, yeah. I would love to come back on. <laughs> the invite is already said, girl. So check your email. <laughs> yes, please share with everybody where they can find you, um, where they can connect with you. Please. Yes. Um, I am pretty active on Instagram. You can find me at uh, Claire Natalia underscore. I'm not sure Danny will put it in the notes, but um, please. Yeah, I, I show up there as authentic as I possibly can. I give you little like outfit checks every once in a while. You'll see a bunch of like plants and flowers and all that good stuff. But really all in all, like you'll see me showing up as me. Uh, and I kind of struggle with like replying back to people in a timely manner. That's something I'm working on. But if you reach out to me, like, um, you know, asking questions or wanting clarification from this podcast, or if you just want to like have a dialogue about things like I, I love that and I will show up to it when I can. Beautiful. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, share this fucking magic with anybody, everybody, as much <laughs> as you possibly can. And of course, you can find me on all platforms at danielle.limitlessbeing and the podcast at Limitless Being Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. We love you guys so much. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you so much. You're welcome.